He he definitely banged Ilsa when she came over that night. No, he didn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. Don't ruin this. But shut up. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> anyways. I finally watched. 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 Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of I Finally Watched. I'm Milan. And this is David. And today I finally watched Casablanca. This is our first episode of 2023. How do you feel, David? I feel like we've done a lot of episodes recently. <laughs> and a lot more to do. Yeah, this is our 159th episode. Uh, yeah. You know, reflecting back, I, I believe that Casablanca was on our like list in the very beginning of this back in 2020, and it took us this long to finally get around to it. It's like one of the most classic films, like right up there with Citizen Kane. Um, and we've even done Citizen Kane. So I'm glad we're finally getting to Casablanca. It's actually one of my favorite uh, black and white older movie films because I feel like it still holds up really well today even though some of the dialogue is old-timey uh we don't understand well I, I i at least didn't understand some of the metaphors but i feel like everything else as far as like plot character development it really holds up it's even like i think one of our biggest complaints about older movies is the pacing and i feel like this is even um pretty well paced to to keep uh our millennials attention span high so what did you think of casablanca i mean it's pretty mid probably mid af you know no 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 <laughs> it was awesome um it was it was interesting because i really didn't know anything about it except that in the end, he's like, you have to get on that plane. And I kind of mm -hmm. sort of forgot I knew that up until like 30 or 40 minutes. And I was like, oh, okay. And like, you could kind of see how it was going. Um, but you're right. It is very well paced. It's like the way the plot develops is it kind of, you have this kind of quick setup and then it just sort of moves through. It's an hour and 40 minutes and it's just like, it's it's very quick paced with kind of shorter scenes here and there, you know, not really long drawn out scenes. Um, and it's like totally something that if you just if this never existed and you made it today, sort of like a, a, a Beatles like yesterday situation, like that this movie would do really well today. In fact, I read like maybe one of the craziest like fun facts I've ever read is that in the early 2000s, Madonna went to all the studios and she wanted to remake this movie with her being Ilsa and her choice for Rick was Ashton Kutcher. I, I, I don't even process that information correctly. I can't. It's, it's mind bottling. <laughs> 
you you know the the whole thing especially like older movies like if you look at a lot of audrey hepburn movies audrey hepburn is like this hot 20 something year old uh leading lady always paired with like a pretty old uh like much older gentleman um like still like silver foxes like really good looking older dudes but the age dynamic is like something just about older movies that's like true to to their time and with this it's like rick is an older guy than ilsa even though it's not played that way and there's no like there's no circumstances in which like that comes up he's just played by an older actor and what i love about the whole movie is that uh, Laszlo is obviously like supposed to be like a leading guy. Like he's like your typical leading guy in a movie. He's tall, young, gur, handsome. He like, you know, he's very self-sacrificing, puts his life on the line and stuff like that. And Rick is like your classic anti-hero, almost like, like a nothing, like a, like a side character. And the whole turnaround at the end is just so is built up and paid off so well. It um it's it's one of the movies in like my top twenty five films that makes me cry because of that switch. I tear up uh during certain scenes, and I was like, why do I tear up during certain scenes? And I was like, oh, be- because I know what happens at the end. Right. It's like that ending just hits everything so, you know, well together, wrapped up in a nice bow. Um, But yeah, I mean, let's just let's get started on the plot. I mean, basically, there's these couriers and they're carrying this letters of transit, which is apparently Mm -hmm. not a real thing. (laughs) And someone kills them and uh, they go missing. And um, it's it's funny when you watch a, a movie like this. I watched um, The Searchers, which is like a John Wayne movie. You know, that's a Western, right? And this is uh, an African movie that takes place in L.A. But it's just funny when you watch these and like you can obviously tell the sets, even though it's like really well done. Like you could tell this was a set. You know, all of this was filmed in like the back lots and like it was all reused. Especially like films. the bizarre area. Right, right, like the exterior yeah. areas, yeah, yeah. But it still looked really good. Like it was, it was still impressive, even knowing what it was. Um, and yeah, yeah, it sort of starts out with them like rounding people up, um, and but then immediately we we go to Rick's, and that's like kind of where what ninety percent of the rest of the film takes place. I would say so. Um, and they establish pretty quickly too, like. <laughs> Rick doesn't drink with anyone. He's not very friendly. He's not very nice. I don't stick my neck out for nobody. Yeah. And it, it is funny. You know, nowadays when you, if you had, you like, you almost have to put like a no name actor in that, in that spot. Right. When you have Humphrey Bogart right. in this, you're just like, he's going to turn it around. You know what I mean? And so it was almost not believable the beginning of it and i'm curious how people <laughs> felt then but i was just, mm-hmm. and, and once again it's like i knew how it ended um but it's just it's just funny the way that's like he's such a bad guy and then i really liked um peter laurie plays ugarte ugarte 
Um, yeah. I really liked his little part in it. Not that he stuck around for too long. No, um, I like his, his character too. I think what really is cool about this movie is that they have little side characters, like little nothing roles, but everyone has their own personality, right? Like, like Rick's bartender uh, hitting on the girls. And then the, what is he like? Um, Maitre d'. Yeah, Maitre d'. Uh, and his interaction with like that German couple uh, was cool. Like they had like a little personality of their own. And and especially like the pickpocketer who and who he pickpockets at the beginning of the movie. Like that was great. So every, all the characters have their own thing. And it it like, it deepens this movie. Like you believe everything that's happening in this movie and the, the weight that it, it is like when the Germans walk in and, and everything like that. So like the movie makes it so that these are real people and their lives matter. And I think that's why the little action in this movie, even when just the Germans walk in, it still makes you scared. For our characters and these people. Yeah. And, you know, before Ugarte, Ugarte is arrested, there are like, the movie has funny lines like dispersed throughout. And, um, you know, Ugarte's like, you know, I don't know why you, you dislike me, Rick. And he's, you know, just cause I'm, you know, providing this service. He's like, I don't mind a parasite, but you know, a, a cut rate one. And he's like, you know, just cause he does half of Renault's place price. And then um, he's like, "Who?" Well, he uh, Ugarte is like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell these letters of transit, and then I'm gonna leave." And he's like, "Well, who are you gonna get your exit visa from?" He's like, well, "I find my prices more reasonable." Yeah, yeah. But my favorite is the uh, the Mater D uh, Carl, who's like, he's like, "Hey, give Strass for the best." He's like, "I gave him the best table because he's German. He would have taken it anyway." <laughs> <laughs> You know, one thing I talked to you about, and I maybe made a bigger deal about it uh, than it is, but the fact that they talk about the German occupation, the Nazi Germany occupation of Paris quite a bit in this movie. It's a it's a big plot point um, th- that's more explained and drawn out in flashbacks. But this movie came out in 1942. Well, some, pla- some places say 1942, some places say 1943. Let's assume that it's shot in 1942, came out in 43, right? Um, And the occupation of Paris was in 1940. So the quick turnaround of making this movie still relevant, still as World War II is happening, about World War II, amazes me. Um, And I just find that, like, just that alone really, really fascinating and cool from the movie. So the premiere was in November of 1942 in New York. And then I guess wide release was January of 1943. All right. Yeah. And that's probably for like Oscar purposes. Um, When I was reading something that like in 1942, uh, like uh, the U.S. um, invaded Casablanca, sort of, I guess, to free it. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were talking about adding another scene and then just... It was interesting reading about the the studio system because you have like WB and MGM and all these different you know 
you had Warner, who's the W and WB and Warner Brothers, and then right. you had Mayer, who's the M and MGM. You know what I mean? And they're just like they own certain actresses. Like Ingrid Ber- Bergman had to be loaned for this, and just um, yeah. But they finally were like, you know, we can't cut this film. We just got to get it out there. And then obviously that was the right decision. Um, what you're explaining kind of reminds me of like the Sony Marvel Disney stuff with like Tom Holland and like the other Spider-Man like, <laughs> who owns who and stuff like that. It's just like, it's like, Oh, for the good of the fans, we can't cut these people out. You know, we just have to have to have the movie. Um, well, anyways, the Tom Holland thing was definitely like, yeah, a unique, like that doesn't happen anymore. But if you watch like maybe hail Caesar has a little bit of this, but then definitely Mank, you know, and other movies like that. Oh, like, like explaining that, process that that system yeah. yeah that system of like being with the studio and i think as louis b mayer is like portrayed in, in heavily in mank too so yeah so so yeah we get we get kind of the camera work is cool in this right because we get like circulating shots of like of rick's um like as we pan across the room we get different conversation pieces and we know uh, more characters more intimately as this is going and uh the movie kind of sets up Renault the police chief and Rick's relationship really well and it sets that up until uh Laszlo and Islo walks in and then that is kind of where Ilsa. we Ilsa whatever and that's where we start getting like a real plot i would say we start seeing the movie move in uh, a very certain direction. Yeah. So Ugarte gets arrested and then immediately Laszlo and Ilsa show up. And I was like so confused for the longest time about why they weren't arrested immediately. You know what I mean? Like the, why the Germans. Okay. If you can explain this, that would be great. I, I think it's because they have a treaty in Casablanca, right? They can't be touched while they're in Casablanca. Well, it's, it's considered an unoccupied territory. But, I mean, you know, as they say in the meeting the next day, they killed Ugarte. I'm fucking his name up so much. It doesn't whatever. matter. We know who you're talking about. <laughs> but they killed him and then we're like, yeah, we, we're not sure if he's committed suicide or if he was killed while escaping. But the reason I think that they don't just kill them immediately is because they want information from Laszlo. I think that's the explanation you eventually get. Um, because okay. he wants all the names of the underground people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's the only, like, logical explanation. Because otherwise, this dude who's escaped and, like, made a fool of you five different times, like, you just murder on sight, you know, and you come up with a reason later. When we understand more about um, Officer Renault's personality, I guess you would say, we kind of get that he's a crooked cop. He's a lot like... Yeah, uh, but he's a lot like Rick, right? He like he plays both sides, and he he doesn't really stick his neck out for anyone unless it like really helps himself. Um, and I think that's kind of what that's a part of maybe what pushes Rick to to choose sides at the end. But the whole thing about who Renault is working for confuses me in the moment, right? It's kind of as clear as like, okay, you understand that he works for no one; he's just out for himself. But don't you find it funny that it's like on one hand he's willing to turn in Laszlo, but then on the other hand he's like, or or just to turn in anyone into the Germans, 
But on the other hand, he's selling these visas to get people out. It's like wherever the money's coming in, he's he's at, he's with it. He's corrupt, right? Yeah. So it, it, he he explains that to Strasser. He's like, I um I go where the wind blows. He's like, I'm loyal to Germany right now. And Strasser's like, and what if Germany is not leading? And his response is evasive. It's like I can't even imagine. I can't. I didn't think you guys could even imagine a scenario where you guys you know wouldn't be ruling. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, Renault's out for Renault, and he is. It's interesting, you know, when other people will kind of talk about movies and be like, oh, that's like an undeserved, uh, you know, re- redeeming of his, like, of the character, right? Redemption. Mm-hmm. Redemption was the word I was looking for. You you got there. Yeah, yeah, redeeming. And um, in this, in the end, he ends up as, like, this good guy, but he is borderline raping women to allow them to, to leave, right? Like, I mean... They're between a rock and a hard place, and he it is... doesn't it doesn't show that in the film, and I chose not to believe it. That's what he's doing. Oh, I mean, thanks for when, shattering when, the glass in which I believed. It. I mean, but for the censorship of movies at this time, they would have not maybe showed a sex scene, but they would have heavily. I mean, the Bulgarian woman comes up to Rick, and she's like, "Would." If you really loved someone, would you do anything for them, even something that that may hurt them? And oh, I just hope Jan doesn't find out. And da 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 da. da. It's like if Jan doesn't win that money, which is why Renault's so annoyed because he's over there looking. He's like, "Why is he winning? Oh no!" And then he comes up to Rick afterwards. He's like, "I forgive you, but uh, there's a blot," which is part of his like redemption because if he gets really mad about that at Rick, like it makes him seem even worse. He's like, "I forgive you, but uh, I have this blonde." bombshell coming in tomorrow that better lose okay okay Uh, you're putting all the pieces together for me and i don't like it but fine um yeah i guess i i i think though renault has a redemption sure but i don't think it it suits rick at the time right and i think that's why we're for it because it helps our main character out so i think that's why we give it a pass i don't know it it didn't bother me but i'm not as aware in pc as you so i mean he's a raper you know okay okay he's a bad guy bulgaria was horrible at the time not apparently in real life but in the movie and he just was using that to his advantage to get his D asked her. Well, see, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense because she asked Rick, do you, or... "Do you trust him?" And Rick, like, and it's so weird, right? And I was talking about this with Taylor too because it was. It's an odd turn of events. Renault is established as corrupt. Rick knows he's corrupt. All these corrupting things happen, and it's like. Eh. But then when the Bulgarian lady asks him, "Can we trust him?" Rick's like, "Oh yeah, a hundred percent, trust him." He's good. And I was what like, he's saying is that I've never seen a lady fuck him and not get to go to Portugal. <laughs> That's the price of the ticket. All this subtext just really escaped me. I just really like the movie. I don't want anything bad about it to be true. Well, we'll, we'll move back on. So Laszlo and Ilsa show up. Um, they're not arrested immediately. She recognizes Sam and asks him to play the song um, mm. as time goes by. Sam goes by and Sam recognizes her. I love the uh, the look on Sam's face, like that double take. And then he's just like, Sam's a real G, right? He's like, ah, oh, shit. He goes up to her. He's like, hey, can you like get the fuck out of here? Because my boy Rick is not over you and he can't see you. 
She's like, can you play a time goes by? He's like, no, bitch. <laughs> Why did you go into a Dave Chappelle impression? I didn't mean to. It just felt like the, the, I, I didn't even mean to. So I love when Rick comes out. It's It's like a trope at this point of movies for like, I told you not to play that song. Oh, the woman's here. You know what I mean? Like that's like, and this is obviously like the generation of that. Um, right, right. And generation where it was Man. generated, it works. Yeah, um, it works. My words tonight, and it's just, it was just, it's so interesting. And it, they like, they establish these things about Rick, right? They establish that he's like kind of not a good guy and out for himself. But, like, mm-hmm. they do that very quickly, and then the movie just shows sort of the opposite, right? Because Well, it shows him working towards being a – like, the whole movie is Rick's character development until it peaks at the at the end. But what I'm saying is we never see him – we barely see him as, like, a selfish, not good person. It's like he's kind of described that way in the beginning, and then we one just kind of see him. One time we do, and it's where he doesn't help Ugar. No one could help him. No, but Rick doesn't even try. Like he at least like towards the end of the movie with the Bulgarian woman, and then at the very end of the movie with uh, uh, Victor. Uh, yeah, sure. But did he bang Ugarte in Paris in the forties? <laughs> I don't think so. Did he bang Victor? And I think that's really like the telling of the thing that he just let his woman go with her guy, and I, I don't know. So he he definitely banged Ilsa when she came over that night. No, he didn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. Don't ruin this. But shut up. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways, um, uh, where are we here? So I think, um, yeah. Okay. What? So he sits down at the table with Isla and Victor and then, uh, Renault is there. Renault has some pretty great lines here. He's like, wow, Victor. I, or sorry. He's like, wow, Rick. I've never seen you like this. And like Rick grabs a drink with them, which is like one of his rules that's established and stuff. And many uh, precedents are being broken today. Yeah. Renault's like the, 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 he's a horrible wingman. He's just like, like he's the narrator of the movie. He's like narrating the character development for you. That's, I guess that would be a complaint about this movie is that the character development, it really is like knocking you over the head. Like how many times in the first 20 minutes does Rick say, I don't, or someone says about Rick, he doesn't drink with anyone. And Rick says, I don't stick my neck out for anyone. And then slowly these walls start like breaking down of this character. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, that's, that's movies in the forties. I kind of like, I think so many people have trouble with this type of thing. And it's really, you have to, and it's similar like movies from India. Like you have to understand what you're watching and sort of give yourself over to it to then appreciate it. Like if you just go into this and you're like, nah, it's old. And Oh, look at that. That's not, that doesn't look like it. You know, it's not, you know, movies today are so much better. But if, if you like, are just like, this is what it is. And for what it is, it's, it's amazing. Um, I think you'll just enjoy a lot more things and same with like, you know, movies from different places. Um, so the next thing we get is, and you know, uh, Rick has been warned. This is what's interesting too, about, you know, Oh, Rick's always out for himself. And yet Renault warns him 
And Strasser warns him. And I think that's probably because they have like, I guess they say they have like a dossier on Rick. So even though he's been out for himself since he's been in Casablanca, they know about him running guns to uh, what, Ethiopia? Ethiopia, yeah. Which is funny because I guess he ran guns to Ethiopia to help them fight the Italians. And when this movie was released in Italy, uh, Rick ran guns to China for some reason. Like reading all the things they had to change. So when I was... When I was looking at IMDb, it said the runtime, an hour and 42 minutes. And then next to it, it said an hour and 22 minutes. I was like, what is that? What version is that? And apparently, after the war ended, this movie premiered in Germany in like 52. But they had to cut out a lot of the references <laughs> All the Nazi, to Nazi stuff? Oh, my to... God. And then Laszlo was like a um, a Scandinavian scientist who like discovered some like gamma ray thing or whatever like <laughs> i i, I want to watch that version because i imagine it makes no sense yeah that's so weird but okay so so that's that's exactly what i was looking for i didn't find it you found it that's the kind of stuff i was looking for when i said they had to have run into some problems or some sort of criticism when putting this movie out in the middle of world war ii now fun fact though is that even though this movie seemed kind of like ready to go right it it was that because the play or the movie was based on a play about world war one so all they had to do was kind of just change characters names and and um the background that this war was on you know the the war that this background was on and then there you go you got casablanca well and this movie was greenlit right after pearl harbor like the next few days they were discussing because there was the idea of we need to start making patriotic films. And so this was greenlit the next day. And then also I was reading something that there's like something Rick signs, like a receipt or a whatever that he signs at one point. It says like either December 2nd or December 3rd, which dates this movie as happening right before, or sorry, December 3rd, 1941, which right. dates this movie right before Pearl Harbor. So like the U.S. had not entered at this point, which like, Hopefully you get from Portugal to the U.S. before, because otherwise that might cause some some delays in getting back to America. Um, so the next thing we get is that, you know, uh, Strasser has come over to Laszlo and it's like, hey, we need to have a meeting or, you know, we need to talk. And he's like, well, you know, I don't want to do it right now. And he's like, OK, so 10 a.m. tomorrow. I'm just like, what the? 10 a.m. tomorrow? Like, I don't really. <laughs> what's the point? Just arrest this guy. I don't really understand why, but we find out later. Um, right. But before we get to that, we get Rick getting drunk, him asking Sam to play the song again, and Sam does that. And then we get this flashback, which I think is really interesting. I'm I'm wondering how like innovative that would have been at the time, but having this montage flashback right in the middle to explain almost all the details, but leave out the few that we need to where the ending, you know, is better. Mm -hmm. Um, Just is, is really cool. Just showing them like in love in Paris and she doesn't want to tell him anything. And there is this one point where she's like, you know, there was another man in my life, um, but he's dead. And I was like, Oh, so that's Laszlo because earlier on when they talk about Laszlo, they're like, Oh, he's been dead five times. You know, when when she just gets up and leaves him um, in Paris when he's getting on the train, he doesn't meet her there. She starts acting kind of weird towards the end of their relationship. Mm-hmm. And and I was trying to figure out. I mean, it's explained in the movie that she she finds out because one of their mutual friends lets her know that he's alive. Right. 
But yeah. I was trying to figure out maybe is there another way? Like how did she figure out that he was live? And one thing that was mentioned in the movie is that Laszlo kept printing stuff in the paper about, you know, rebellious sort of things. And like, even like all throughout the war, he kept underground um, press. And I was like, Oh, maybe she read something under a pseudonym that like she only recognized, but it wasn't that at all. Uh, One of my favorite uh, quotes uh, from the movie uh, during that montage scene is like Germany is, is occupying Paris and they're like in a, in a room with a bar to stand there. And um, they go out the window and they're, they're, Germans are speaking over the loudspeakers and they're like, oh, they said that they'll come in next week, but at this rate, they'll be here by tomorrow or in a couple hours or whatever the timeline is. And you hear bombs exploding in the background. And it's like, it's just like, is that bombs or is that my heart beat? And I was like, nah, bitch, it's bombs. Like, get the, let's get the hell out of here. Are you still doing your Sam impression? No, that was Rick. Oh, so I guess I the- should go <laughs> deeper. <laughs> In the middle of um, when he first, when she first comes to Rick's bar, she's like, oh, we met the day the Germans marched into Paris. But then they clearly met and had a relationship long before that when you see the montage. Right. And I think there's this, you could say that's like a mistake, but actually, I think it's a subtle nod to she's like, Oh, we always have Paris. And he's like, nah, that didn't mean anything. And then at the end of the movie, you know, and so at that point it's like, that didn't happen. So we met when they marched in, which is actually when they broke up. But then at the end of the movie, he's like, we'll always have Paris. We didn't actually have it still until you came back and saw me again. And so it's this recognition of like, they've gotten that time back to like, it's better to have loved and lost. Um, which we can talk more about all of it at the end. Um, the, when, the other thing, sorry, go ahead. I just want to say real quick when um, that little interaction with Isla and Laszlo end, right. And Laszlo is so unaware of everything. And he's just like, yeah, this is great. We'll come back tomorrow. Or he's like, yeah, you know, when they come back, he's like, yeah, I told you we'd be back. Um, <laughs> Rick closes up shop for the, for the day. And he goes to, um, he goes up, he lives above the bar, right? And he just drinks himself into this tizzy, which is how we get all the flashbacks. This is just a good representation of how awesome Sam is when he like sees his boss like absolutely drunk out of his mind. And he's like, sir, like, you know, I, are you okay? He's like, oh, just leave me, Sam. And Sam doesn't leave him. I'm like, way to go, dude. It's just funny because he then says, play the song again. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, you played it for Ilsa. And there's the Woody Allen movie, Played Against Sam, which is a reference to this. And there's like several other times where Played Against Sam is like considered a famous quote from this, even though it's actually never said. He never says it. Yeah, I know. He says, play play the song again, Sam, or something, you know, some iteration of that. Um, the other thing is the the scene where he's at the, at the, uh, at the Paris train station ready to go to Marseille. I think it's a really cool scene. The way it's shot is really cool. He gets the, Sam's like, I couldn't find her, but she gave me this note. I don't know what it means. It's like, and he opens it and she's like, um, I can't ever see you again. Don't ask me why. And it's like, how the fuck would he ask you? Why? Like, what do you, it's going to write back. <laughs> uh, and I love the subtlety of him just tear, like crumpling it up and throwing it on the ground as the train 
moves on, you know, uh, the, the appearance of her in the apartment when he's like coming out of his, his drunken, well, he's not really coming out of it. He's, uh, we're back to reality with him. Right. And, um, she appears in the doorway and it's kind of a weird dreamlike state. Like the lighting yeah. is kind of weird. And I was like, was she really there or is he imagining this? But I guess she is really there because they recall back to that moment. But the thing with Sam is Sam seems to just have left as soon as Isla, like she walks in and he's like, well, I'm out, you know, this isn't, this isn't my mind to deal with. So I'm going to get out of here. And he like, Rick really kind of gives it to her and just like lays it all out. Like and he's, he says later that he was drunk, but he's like, you did me wrong. And he basically I called, hate, a, I hate he called her a hoe. And yeah. And, 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 and it was like, you know, I, and he's kind of right. Like she did leave him out to dry and it was just like the way she did it was not right. So I, I'm on his side. She does explain why, though, later, that if she told him the truth, that he wouldn't have left Paris and that she needed to sort of making sure that he left Paris. And so, like, breaking his heart so that he would leave. Um, so that makes sense. It all ties to this pretty well-written uh, little story we got going here. So yeah, look at that, man. Oof. The next day, they uh, Strasser and Renault meet with Laszlo, and they're basically like, you can't leave unless you give up all the leaders in the underground city. And Laszlo's like, well, you can't touch me here anyway, so you're not really very threatening. And, sh- and Renault's like, well, that's true, but you know, I can only do so much. Basically, like, well, you could eventually die. And then this is when they find out that Ugarte was murdered. Yep. Um, and this is another point where it's going to ruin the movie a little bit for you. So after they leave, some officer comes into Renault and she's like, hey, uh, this woman has come up. She has a visa problem. He's like, okay, send her in. And he starts like fixing his collar. He just wants to look nice for the people. Listen, um, the one of the good lines in this movie, and it's full of them, um, but one that sticks with me is when the officer, the officer of Stras, who is it? Someone goes, you know, we'd rather have Laszlo in Casablanca than out of Casablanca. And then later on in the movie is like, we don't want him in Casablanca or out of Casablanca. It's like, well, then what's the other, the other option. And then they're just implying death. I think yes. that's a, that's a really good um, kind of upping the ante here. Right. Cause it's like, okay, then he'll just stay in Casablanca. They already have like, are able to get um, a visa f- or one visa from the guy who owns the blue parrot. Right. So kind of avoids it but as soon as we learn that oh they're just gonna kill him anyways then it's like okay then how are they that then they both need to get out of there yeah because so yeah they talk to the blue parrot guy next and he's like oh i can get her one but i can't get you and he's like and you know he's like oh why don't you leave and she's like you could have left me so many times and you chose not to he's like oh that's just because other things you know came up and you can kind of tell in their relationship that he loves her you know more than she loves him not you know what i mean just like that he like really like unconditionally loves her and she is like conflicted because of of rick right sure um, the other thing i really like the scene where in this happens right before the one we just talked about but rick talks to ferrari from the blue parrot and he's like in ferrari's basically is like you know i i know you have these letters um, I could sell them for a small fee plus expenses. And then, you know, 
And uh, Rick's like, well, how do you even know I have him? He's like, and he's like, you know, uh, Renault and Strasser both think I have him too. In fact, that's why I'm here. So they can have time to, you know, toss my place. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing we didn't mention is the, uh, here's looking at you kid quote, which is another really famous line from this film. This film is just, I, I don't know why this film has so many quotes like taken I guess, I mean, it's no secret that it's a well-written movie. It's just, it's hilarious how many famous quotes come from just this one film. Yeah, well, it's funny. Here's looking at you, kid, happens earlier, but it also happens at the end to the point where, like, the last 10 minutes have, like, seven or eight just all-time quotes in it. Here's looking at you, kid. We'll always have Paris. Uh... Round up oh, the and usual then... suspects. And then um, this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. The problem of three friends doesn't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy mixed up world. Sure. I mean, that's a big one too, bud. It's just, yeah, they're all of them. And uh, Strazer, don't call. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and bang, bang, bang. Yeah, that one. Yeah, it's great. Um, so uh, while Laszlo's talking to Ferrari, Rick's talking to her, uh, Ilsa outside, and she's like, I don't even want to tell you the truth anymore because of, you know, how much of an asshole you were last night. Her words, not mine. Um, and then she sort of spills that she was married to Laszlo when they met in Paris, which is like, you know, it's a little bit of like one of my least favorite things that happens in movies, but I think this is, is fine in the way it's said in this, but it's just like, just explain stuff, like clear things up quicker. You know what I mean? Like don't. Because she thought he was dead, right? She like the, had the, he was taking but she doesn't tell rick camp. that right she doesn't tell rick that right now well it's kind of a that's a weird scene right and this is like the most not controversial is not quite the right word but uh, problematic scene is that when that, okay i don't know because it's i knew it wasn't true but maybe because you watched this uh for your first time maybe you thought this is that didn't it seem like she was conning him into the whole thing like she was overly infatuated with him and she, he was like, I can get us both out of here. He's like, she's like, yes, do that. But it, but it was real. It, like everything she was saying was real. And I, I love that switch in the, in the end where he told Laszlo, yeah, she came to me, but she was conning me out of a visa, which wasn't true. Everything she was saying. Did you think she was conning him is my question. Or did you think what she said was, was sincere? No, I thought it was sincere. I did think that you could take a reading of it as Laszlo and her conned him together. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that. That they both knew like in the end he would do the right thing and they were just like kind of banking on it and he does and then they're just like on the plane like, well, that worked out. <laughs> no, but but uh, the, I think the movie wants you to think that she was sincere and he let her on and and then the switch is supposed to be. See, I think we can see the switch I think the big surprise of the switch for Rick is not really the switch for Rick. We see it coming, right? And I love this like up and downness of it, right? Like he calls uh, Renault to turn them in, and then he calls them in, and then he pulls the gun on Renault, and then we're like, "Whoa!" He pulled the gun on Renault, and then he takes them to the plane, and he's like, "Okay, but he's getting on the plane." It's like, "Well, he's not getting on the plane." So we kind of see that, even though it's like really well done, we kind of see it from a mile away. Who we don't see is the character 
change from Renault, which I think is a really nice surprise. Do you want to skip all the rest of the movie and just keep talking about the end of it? Or do you want to go back? <laughs> I just wanted to talk about that development, but yeah, we can go. We can go. That's back. the whole end. Um, there, I, there's like, I, we talked about the comedy aspects of this, but one of my favorite parts is when the, we go back to Rick's and there's this moment where the pickpocket pickpockets, this one guy and then bumps yes. into the Mater D and the Mater D starts feeling himself. He's like, okay, thank goodness. Um, and then the Mater D then goes straight to Rick and he's like, Hey, you're beginning to be your best customer. Cause Rick just keeps drinking. Um, the scene that sticks out to me, like when I remember back on this movie, that's not the end scene is the scene where the few members, except Rick, a uh, few, few of the characters go off on this like secret meeting. Right. Um, and they come back and like Laszlo is injured and he's like, oh, my God, what happened to Laszlo? He's like, yeah, I tried to climb through a broken glass window, cut myself doing it like, oh, OK, no, <laughs> he wasn't like cut or stabbed or anything by a Nazi. It was just OK. Right. No, exactly. But um, that whole scene where he's like healing himself in the bar and Ilsa is there and Rick is there, but she hides. And then, yeah, it's. It's great. That's because they had just fucked. No. No. Can we also yeah, talk right. about the singing? The singing in this movie? The well, uh, That's that's the... the scene we're actually on if you want to oh, do good. it. Oh good. Good good. Yes, <laughs> so yeah. We're at the we're at the scene with the Bulgarian woman. She talks to Rick and then Rick goes in. I love when he like tells the guy he's like I put it all on 22. And then he does it. He's like, "Oh my gosh." And then he's like, "Leave it again." <laughs> this random guy comes up. He's like, is this place like fixed? And the Mater D's like, it's as honest as the day is long. Also, while that's happening, you have Renault looking over at her hitting, at Jan hitting 22 and just like, son of a bitch. Then it's the singing of the Germans, right? Yeah, because Laszlo's upstairs with Rick asking for the letters and Rick tells him no. And then they come out and the Germans are singing and Laszlo immediately goes up to the house band and is like, sing this you know, famous French song. And they look over at Rick and Rick gives them the head nod. And that's kind of like the transition of Rick, you know, you seeing like the real Rick, you know what I mean? The one that's been hidden since he's been in Casablanca. Uh, And they sing the song and they kind of overpower the Germans. And then Strasser's like, this is the uprising I'm talking about. You need to shut this place down. And Renault's like, all right, this place is shut down. And Rick's like, for on what grounds? He's like, Oh, because there's illegal gambling happening in the back. As the guy comes up and like, Renault, here's your winnings. He's like, oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I read yeah. something really cool about this. So originally, they were going to use like the like the Nazi fight song, uh, like that was currently being used during World War II, I guess. Um, but then they realized if they used that song, it was not in the public domain, and therefore they could either be, depending on which countries they distributed the film in, could be sued for copyright infringement and potentially have to pay royalties to the Nazis. Ouch. So instead, they went and took a song that was written in 1840, and that's the song that the Germans are singing because they were like, we can't fund the Nazi war effort. Well, we get the point. We get the point of that scene. You know, speaking of the comedy in this film, which we bring up a lot of times, and it's just like so good with its comedic timing. But that we kind of 
glossed over the the scene where like Rick had a um, French woman that he was kind of seeing and she got drunk in the beginning of the movie and he sends her home with like one of the valets and he's like, okay, but you just come right back. And he's like, okay, sir. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and she also like tears up as she's singing the Paris song. And um, there's this whole part too, like she comes back with this German guy and yes. some French guy says something, and I read that it was basically he's like, "What are you doing as a French person with this German a hole?" Basically, and she's like, mm-hmm. "Find your business." And then the German guy like tries to get in a fight with him, um, and that's like all, yeah, all during that part. And then Rick gets closed down, um, and as that happens, Strasser goes tells Ilsa that Lazlo either needs to return to France under his watch, or he's gonna die or go to a camp. Um, and then this is when Laszlo goes to the underground meeting. And at the same time, she goes to Rick. And I, I thought like at this point, it had, it had been pretty well established that she like felt bad for what she did to Rick, but that she was completely in love with her husband. And I was like, the way she switches like this, I was like, I almost find a little bit like hard to believe, but then I was reading and it's true. Um, a bunch of times Laszlo says he loves her. And the most she ever says back to him is I know she goes all like Han Solo on him. (laughs) So it actually, I think if you watch, if I watched it again, I'd be like, Oh no, they do a great job. And apparently the way they filmed this for most of it, she didn't know who she ends up with. And in fact, but for the censorship of movies, they wanted her to get on the plane with Rick, but you can't have a married woman fly off with some random dude. And so they it took them a while to work the story to where she ended up with her husband. And I think ultimately that's kind of the best ending and we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, but just like the fact that the censorship kind of maybe worked for the benefit of this movie eventually, even though the, the subtext of them fucking as Laszlo's downstairs at the bar is so clear, you know? You're you're making things up and I don't appreciate it one one bit. Um, and this is where I think at this point, you're right. We kind of see the real Rick. He's starting to emerge. And this is kind of where he's developed. He starts developing his like little plan, right? He goes to Renault, tells him his side of it. So he's I love the whole thing where he's like, and yeah, you know what? Just send all your officers home. And he's like, oh, yeah, good good deal. Good good advice. Well, I want to talk about this, but there is a, a way to read this to where Renault was in on it the whole time. But to me, it made more sense that he just turned at the end and Rick kind of was like, oh, I always knew you would turn, you know, and be a good guy. I like um, that version better. Yeah. The, one thing I want to talk about, you talked about like Rick becoming a good guy and, and formulating his plan. But he's like talking to Carl and he's like, oh, you know, how long can we last? And he's like two to three weeks. He's like, "Okay, well, for two to three weeks, everyone's still on the payroll. You know, I'm not firing everybody. And then also Carl's like, all right, well, I'm going to the meeting. He's like, don't tell me. Don't I don't want to know where you're going. But he like allows this guy to join this, you know, to be a part of this resistance, which is funny Mm -hmm. because he seems like he's German. Um, The other funny part is when Carl. Not all Germans are Nazis. That's true. That's true. (laughs) But just the way they portray, you know, I mean, just, yeah, just, you're right. No, it's, I purpose, see your point it's like because... a purpose. It's a purposeful decision to make him speaking German and being against the Nazis, but working with Rick. No, no, no. I, I understand what you're saying. I'm just kind of giving you a hard time because obviously everyone knows not all Germans are Nazis. But the 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 fact that 
all Germans in Casablanca seem to be Nazis. You know what I mean? But but what I want to say is you have those Germans that are like leaving and they had just gotten their exit visa and they're celebrating with the Mater D Carl. And she's like, what? She's like, what? Uh, what watch is it? He's like, it's nine watch because <laughs> they didn't know how to speak English. They didn't know it was like nine. Were o'clock. they German? Were they, Ger- yeah, they German or from or were they from Holland? I thought they were German, but, you know, maybe I don't know. I may mm. have, have missed it. Um, okay. The other thing, when Ilsa comes up to him at night and she like pulls the gun on him at first, it it also is like a big turning point for him when she doesn't shoot him that he's like, oh my God, she still loves me. Yeah. You know I mean, and I, th- and I think yeah. that's kind of the, the crux of why he's okay sending her off. One, because he banged her right then and there and got that one last thing out of his Ugh, system. I hate you. But, but two, it's like, it hurt more when she just left him and he's like, everything we had was fake. And he had says as much. But the fact that she's like, no, I did truly love you is like, it's what he needs to go on. And he, he even closure. says, yeah, he's like, we didn't have Paris until now. And now we have Paris again. And it's like, he'd rather like, just keep that like, oh, she loved me. And that's like all I need. And that's like a, a beautiful sentiment, sentiment and like a true sentiment. You know what I mean? That like to him, just the fact that he knows that the love was real is like what he needs. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So now... Now we get to the ending with the double, double cross. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he's planning all this and Ilsa's like, I can't leave you again. And he's like, well, you, you know, you have to. And she's like, no, you have to make the decision. He's like, okay, I'll, I'll make the decision. And this is when he decides like what, what's going to happen. And we get the meeting busted and Carl and Laszlo come back. And then she's like, take Ilsa home. And there is one cool scene though that I want to talk about before that with Laszlo and Rick. And he's like, he's like, Rick says to Laszlo, do you ever question why you fight? And Laszlo's like, that'd be like questioning why I breathe. And Rick's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. That sounds kind of stupid. And Laszlo's like, you sound like a man who's trying to convince himself of something he doesn't believe. Um, and he yeah. also, there's this really cool moment from, you know, you said that uh, Laszlo is like this leading man. There's this moment where he's like, I know that something happened with Ilsa in Paris. I know you love her. And because no one's to blame for that, I don't really, you know, care. Um, and he even says, it's kind of like a, a King Solomon moment where it's like, I can't have Ilsa. So I'll, rather than her die with me here, you I'll cut use her the in letters. Two. Exactly. Yeah. No, you use the letters and you take her to America. And it's same and that like proves that also proves to Rick like what he has to do is send them away because he's like, You love her so much that you'd rather give her up to someone else so that she'll live. It's partly that, but it's also partly because he understands that Laszlo is a main player in the rebellion in the cause right it's like his life is more important than his own and truthfully truthfully laszlo's you know crux is that he loves ilsa too much uh and more than the the fight because if he was truly you know for the people sort of thing he'd be like i need to get the hell out of here (laughs) forget her um 
but I think that's a big thing for Rick is Rick realizes that Laszlo is really important to get out for the whole, you know, freedom thing. And Ilsa is really important to get out because he loves her. So he's like, of course it needs to be these two guys. I, my life is not worth theirs, you know? So I think that's another, that's another thing that he comes to realization on. Yeah, and so Laszlo gets arrested, and then Rick goes to Renault, and he's like, you can't arrest him on this stupid charge. He's like, I have the letters, so I'm going to pretend that I'm going to let him and her go, and then you'll catch him trying to escape, which means you can send him to a camp, and then I'll take her. And he's like, well, why are you telling me all this? You could just take her. And he's like, because I need you to make sure that I can go. You know what I mean? I need. I don't yeah. want anything to, to risk this. He's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's actually he, like a foolproof plan. It's pretty good. And then yeah. he goes to Ferrari and he's like, I love the way he's like, you know, uh, you have to keep all my people and Sam makes 25 and he's like, well, I know Sam makes 10, but he's worth 25 basically. Like, and Ferrari comes off as like sleazy in the beginning. And then just like by the end, you're like, no, he's a really good guy. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, like, like everyone in this fucking movie. <laughs> Well, and what's funny is because I know the way that it ends, that they both get sent off. I was like, Rick's taking care of his affairs because he's going to die. And so having that expectation, the happy ending at the end for Rick, too, was like a nice yeah. touch. Yeah. Um. So Renault shows up, uh, and then the gun gets pulled, and uh, he's like, you need to call the airport and make sure – this part doesn't really make sense. He's like, call the airport and make sure nothing bad happens. He calls Strasser, so Strasser shows up, and then he takes Renault to the airport anyway to make sure everything goes smoothly. It almost feels like they wanted Strasser there so they could kill him. If you buy the Renault was in on it from the get-go, then he has him call Strasser so they can kill Strasser. I, I don't, but I mean, I, it's fine if you do or it's fine if people do. I just I choose not to see the movie that way. But why did he? Why did he have him call the airport if he was bringing him to the airport anyway? Just to make sure that the uh, like there's no Nazi guards around or something like that. I don't know. One of the quotes we forgot about is, "If you don't get on that plane, you'll regret it. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. Maybe not tomorrow. But, yeah, but for the rest of your life. So that's also yeah. I think that I think we're up to seven. Um, and this is they get to the airport and he reveals like Laszlo thought they were leaving together and she thought that. They were leaving together, and then it's now like, no, you two are leaving together. And Renault's like, oh, no, I didn't want this. And then they kill Strasser, and they leave. And apparently, in order to film this, they had to use a small plane and little people and, like, forced perspective because uh, – and also the lighting was so shit because they had to keep airports really low lit so that they weren't targets for, like, bombings. You know, in case wow. Japan, came, Japan came back. Wow, that's crazy. That's nuts. I, I like that makes me want to watch the ending again just just to see that. You know, like if you can tell. Yeah, if you can tell. I I just love. I really and I told you this earlier, but I I really thought that Renault was going to shoot Strasser and just blame it on someone else. But I, I thinking about it now, that doesn't make sense, right? It, it needs to be Rick, and then it needs to be Renault covering it up for Rick with the usual suspects line. 
Did you know that when he says the usual suspects, he wasn't referring to the normal people they pull up. He was referring to an amount of people. So as like a CYA, they always just pulled in a certain amount of people as their suspects. And then one of those people went down for it. And so in the beginning, he's he's like, in the beginning, he's like, pull in, we pulled in double the amount of usual suspects. Just referring okay, to the cool. amount. Yeah, because I was wondering why. I was like, how do you have the double amount of the <laughs> usual suspects? Like, And I'm thinking like the usual suspects, like the movie usual suspects, right? Also, Strasser can't shoot for shit, which kind of makes sense because he's like an upper echelon guy. So he's not like a frontline guy. Right, right. Yeah. And Rick's ran guns to Ethiopia. So he's probably he has that thing on him all the time. They're also only five feet away. So that could be a thing, too. Uh, the other thing I really like is when Renault is like, Oh yeah, someone shot him, and it's just like Rick is standing in the corner <laughs> with a smoking gun. No one just, no one there There's is smoke like coming out of his pocket. <laughs> no one there was like, "Is that him?" He's like, "Nope, the, the guy, the guy ran away." I don't think there's been actual detective work done in Casablanca in quite a few years in this movie, so it it makes sense that no one questioned what Renault said. And then they just decide that they're going to run off together, you know, and join like uh, some freedom fighters in a different city. And that's where we have the super famous line. um, Louis, this looks like this is the start of a beautiful friendship. Well, listen, I love this movie. I'm really glad you're finally able to watch it and enjoy it and like it as much as I did. Um, Well, maybe not as much as I did, but you still liked it and enjoyed it. Uh, I think this movie, it would be devastating if this movie ever got a remake because for the, just like the period and the backdrop of this war and everything like that and everything like plot wise and character wise still holding up. I know I said this at the beginning, but it just, it's so true that, you know, I know I'll probably be uh, chastised for saying this, but I don't think Ashton Kutcher could have done a good job in this remake of this film. Yeah, I really love this movie. Um, and not just like, you know, sometimes you have to like grade stuff on a sliding scale if you if you watch something that's old enough, you know what I mean? Like, oh, this is good for the time. But no, this is just good. It's like well-written. And as I said, like, even if you see the ending coming on Rick, the Renault part of it is like still a nice surprise. Even if, somewhat undeserved so but it's 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 a banger and i I liked it (laughs) well thanks for listening to another episode of i finally watched i'm milan and this is david and i finally watched casa blanca